Welcome to the Abundant Soul Aligned Business Podcast, a show all about helping entrepreneurs to navigate building a profitable business as a spiritual woman without sacrificing time, money, or freedom. I'm your host, Sarah Bird, and I've built my own brand from the ground up. If you're ready to create your abundant spiritual business, but have no clue where to start, you're in the right place. I'm here to give you all the guidance and insights into what it takes to launch, scale, and succeed in business from the inside out. We cover the deep inner work of owning a business and the logistics and strategies of setting yourself up for mega success. So let's dive right in. Today we're talking all about how you are your own first client. So being your own first client is a really powerful experience that helps you grow as a coach or as a service provider. You could be an educator, massage therapist, read astrology, tarot readings, channel angels, whatever your service is. But I can tell you as a business coach that of all the clients that I have had through the years, having this relationship with myself as the client and with myself as the coach has been the most insightful, transformative, healing, powerful relationship I have ever had as a business owner. So we're going to talk, you might've heard this before, like you've got to be your own first client, but what does that exactly mean? So we're going to talk about what it means to be your own first client. And then I'm going to talk about the benefits of it. And then I'll show you how you can do it. Now, if you're already in business, you've already had clients before, this isn't your first rodeo, that's okay. You don't have to be your first client, but I want you to start thinking about what it means to be your own client, because truthfully, you are your most important client. It really is the most important relationship you're gonna have. So a lot of people typically think about being a few steps ahead of your clients. You can guide them through the path that you've already been on. Now, this is pretty true. You could also be a lot of steps ahead of your clients. You don't have to be just a few steps ahead. But if you've already gone through the experiences that you're guiding them through, this is really gonna help you with your confidence. If you are trying to show people how to do something that you yourself have never done, you won't show up confidently. You'll be looking for approval in that relationship, kind of asking them energetically if you're good enough, if it's working, if it's helpful. And that's not the energy that you want to bring to working with your clients. You want them to feel like they can trust you fully. And so, it's not to say that you can't bring on clients who, or it's not to say you have to bring on clients that only wanna do the exact things that you've done. For example, not every NBA coach is a former basketball star. A lot of people are able to guide others through things that they themselves haven't done. But you wanna be able to actually guide them through the process of transformation, even if the goal or the outcome is different. So for example, I had a client who really wants to be a real estate mogul. She wants to buy commercial property, have uh, like apartment buildings, etc. I haven't brokered commercial deals before. I do have my real estate license, but I've never done that. I don't own commercial property. I'm not a real estate mogul myself. But in our work together, I helped her transform her inner confidence, her vision of herself into being the woman who shows up as the powerhouse in real estate deals. 
We worked on her vision, her values, her energy, her presence in a room full of powerful people. And those are all things that I have done. Then she was able to fully show up as the woman she wants to be who makes those right moves to become that real estate mogul. She literally messaged me yesterday as of this recording um, about literally yesterday, I got a message from her out of the blue about showing up in a meeting with a powerful mentor of hers and they were talking business deal. And she told me that she felt really confident and she felt good about how she showed up because of that work that we did together. So I wasn't a few steps ahead of her in the commercial real estate world. Hell, I still rent. I don't even own a home. But I was able to help her help her move through the process of transforming her sense of self. So that's a really good example of how you can have your own confidence in being a few steps ahead of your clients by having gone through the process of transformation that you're then guiding them through, even if the results are the exact things that you're looking to create are different. And that's something that I got hung up on in the past. I thought, well, how am I supposed to coach anybody if I don't have their exact thing, if I haven't created the exact thing that they want? I don't have a yacht. I don't own a private island. I'm not a real estate mogul, right? Whatever it is. So who am I to coach them or teach them? But the truth is I and you, I'm gonna guess if you're listening to this show, have a lot of expertise and experience in moving through stepping into a new level of confidence in showing up as the woman that you wanna be in transforming your life, going through decision-making processes, learning to trust your intuition on and on and on. So that's what you're looking to help people with. Now, what are the benefits of being your own client? So I'm going to describe how to do it a little bit more and why it's so helpful. So if you're your own first client, the dynamics are more than just guiding someone through the steps that you've already taken. Although that is very helpful to know kind of how to guide people from point A to point B. But when you are guiding yourself from point A to point B, when you are taking yourself through that process of transformation, working with yourself as a client, it's also about sitting in both roles and really feeling what it's like to be on either side of this dynamic of exchange. So let's break down this, break this down a little bit. If you're your first client, then you get to receive your own services. You get to receive the care, the guidance, the attention, the time, that loving energy exchange in the form of whatever your services that you give your clients. You get to receive that. Then you get to be on the other side of the exchange and get to experience what it's like giving that support so you get to have that really great practice of holding space for your future clients um, guiding people through a decision making process really seeing your clients in their highest and best version of themselves even when they can't you get to see yourself in your highest and best version of you even when it feels tough so you get the giving side of it as the coach and you get the receiving side of it as the client with the support. Now, if you're planning to have a successful business, you really have to be in the energy of giving and receiving. You get to be on both ends of this, even with other people as your clients. 
So when you're providing your services, you receive through payments from your clients, right? People are paying you and that's what you're getting on your end of the exchange. So if it makes you uncomfortable to receive, you'll end up blocking any money coming in. You'll be giving, you'll be serving, you'll be giving away free sessions, but then when push comes to shove and it's time to receive money from clients, you'll end up energetically blocking that because it makes you uncomfortable. I've been there. <laughs> I'm speaking from experience. So I totally know what it's like to block the energy because it's like, oh, I don't know how to receive. I don't have any practice doing this. So it's really good to feel more and more comfortable receiving your own love, your own time, your own care, your own guidance. And then as you get more comfortable in the exchange of giving and receiving, um, then it becomes like second nature to you when you're doing it with other people. You know, the it's almost like um, muscle memory. It's like energetic memory of what it feels like to give and receive. And that truly is the relationship dynamic you're stepping into as a business owner, as a service provider. Now, one great way to feel more comfortable in this exchange of giving and receiving it's something that I do myself, and this is something I came up with together with my therapist, um, and that is to write myself letters, like write myself love letters. And what I do is I get, you know, different cards. If I see cards in the store, I'll get a, a pack of cards. Um, and then I write myself really sweet cards of messages that I would love to receive, and then I put it in an envelope, write my address on the envelope, stick a stamp on it, and I put it in the mailbox. I literally mail myself letters. I actually usually do it in cards. <laughs> so this is a great way because not only do I get the benefit of sitting down and writing myself a love note, and usually it's just like, hey, you showed up really powerfully this week. Great job, I'm so proud of you. You showed up with confidence. You made it through that challenge, even though it was difficult. All the things that I would love to shower my clients with of just pure acknowledgement. I see you, I love you, I'm proud of you. I acknowledge the experiences that you're going through and I just want to tell you how wonderful I think of you how wonderfully I think of you. And then when I mail it, it feels so good to be able to share my love with the world. And then a few days later, it shows up in my in my mailbox. <laughs> and I always feel a little silly doing it. But I'm like, Oh, yeah, there's that card I sent myself a few days ago. I don't even remember what I wrote. Let me sit down, bring it home, open it up and read it. And I always give myself a few minutes of just like really taking it in, receiving all of the love and acknowledgement and how proud I am. Someone else is proud of me. Someone else sees me fully. No one knows you as intimately as you do yourself. And so you really get to feel so seen. One of my favorite quotes is by a guy named David um, ooh, I want to say David Attenborough, but that's not it. Uh, he's the nature documentary narrator, but that, someone else. And um, I'll, I'll find the quote, but he says something to the effect of being heard is so close to being loved that most people often confuse the two. 
And so being heard, being seen, feels like being loved, being cared for, being acknowledged. It feels like pure love. And so when you get to fully acknowledge yourself in a way that no one else does, no one else sees all the experiences you go through 24 seven for every single day of your life, um, no one else sees that as fully as you do. So if you can fully acknowledge yourself and then fully receive that acknowledgement, it's like being on both ends of the exchange, which is a perfect example of being your own first client. You get the benefit of being the coach, of writing the love notes to yourself, of picking out a cute card in the store, of taking care and dropping it off in the mail. And you get the benefits of getting a letter in the mail that is packed full of feeling seen and acknowledged and loved and reading these sweet little love notes. So you get the benefit of receiving your own coaching as well. So that's one quick little practice you can do just in getting comfortable with that exchange of giving and receiving. I promise you, if you learn how to fully receive and step up in your life, it's gonna make building a thriving business so much easier. It is incredible the emotional and mental gymnastics that we do to avoid discomfort. And if you're uncomfortable receiving, man, it's gonna be real tough to get used to receiving payments from clients. So this is great to do all around. Okay, so what are some other benefits of being your own client. So another great thing that it helps you with is to have a bigger picture, like a greater understanding of how you can show up for your clients. You learn how to anticipate their needs in a more meaningful way, to anticipate their desires, what feels really good to get supported, like what kind of support feels really good to receive from you as the coach? How do they wanna be supportive? What feels most caring? And when you know what it's like to be served by you, you can get some insight into what your client experience will be like. What is it like to be a client of you? So little story, I remember having a coach, this was years ago, um, who was going over something. It was our very first call in this like super expensive, it was like a $10,000 program. And it was our very first group call. And in the middle of this call, whatever, she's going over all the details and she suggested a book to everyone. She was like, you guys need to read this book. And I remember asking her to repeat the name of the book because when she said it, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to jot it down. And right then and there, let me tell you folks, she bitched me out. She chewed me out for not having my notes ready. She was not going to repeat it to me. It was my fault that I didn't write it down on and on. She just like totally bitched me out. And I remember it was really cruel. It was humiliating. I felt so embarrassed in front of this big group of, of women that I was in this coaching program with. It was our first day, day one. Guess she was setting the tone for like, don't show up unprepared, which I was prepared. I just missed the full title. And it was this weird like abuse of power to someone who was paying her a thousand dollars a month. I was paying her a shit ton of money. And, and especially at that time, I remember I was really broke. <laughs> So I like didn't have a thousand dollars and I was still paying her and this is how she treated me. So in that moment, I knew that I did not want to be 
in that kind of coaching dynamic as the coach in future years or as the client. And I dropped out that day. She bitched me out for not being able to write down the book title fast enough. And then she lost a client. I didn't pay her anymore. So she was kind of like, I don't know, like a Kardashian wannabe. I don't have any beef with the Kardashians. I've literally never once in my life seen an episode of Keep It Up with the Kardashians. So I don't know how they treat people, but that's kind of the vibe I got from her is that she wanted to be like rich and famous. And I guess she thought that the way to yield her power was to have power over others, which led her to abusing her power. She didn't offer grace. She didn't offer any understanding. She didn't offer any patience. And she didn't come from a place of wanting to help or to serve her clients. If she really wanted us to read this book, she would have made sure that we had the title so we could go out and get the damn book. (laughs) It really just came from this place of like, not instant. Her priority was not making sure we got what we needed. Her priority was um, abusing her power. So what I learned in this experience is how I don't wanna treat my clients. It was so out of alignment for me to be in that exchange that I wasn't willing to participate as a client in that scenario. So when you are your own first client, you get to feel what it's like. How you treat others, honestly, is a reflection of how you treat yourself. So if you have some self-flagellating, self-critical behavior, you tear yourself down on the regular, you have a really negative inner dialogue about yourself, that is going to slip out in your dynamics with your clients. So this is a really good way to see any of those aspects of yourself as though when you're your own client, you it's kind of like holding up a mirror to all the parts that you wouldn't otherwise see if you only held the perspective of the coach. So, you know, I've been on the other end of that. For example, um, there was this gal, it was actually in the same program. Um, There was this gal who, she was another client, we were colleagues, and we were basically in a group conversation and it was like one of our homework assignments to like connect with one another. And she basically was saying like, you know, I come up with that belief, which is very common that like, who am I to have this? Like, who, who am I to want these things, to have these big desires? And I remember, like in the conversation, directing her and saying, okay, let's answer this question. Who are you to have this? You're brilliant. You're amazing. You're accomplished. You're powerful. You have a lot to share. You're a divine child of God. You're an expression of spirit who is fully worthy of deserving these great things that you desire. But she took it in the wrong way she took it as me coming at her like yeah who the hell are you to have these things like tell me you have to justify yourself and it was totally the opposite of what i was trying to get at and it was this whole thing we had to like have this you know i had to like have a little resolution with her i talked to her on another day and she was really offended (laughs) i had to like you know have some conflict resolution with her which ended up going really well we got on the same page but what i learned from that example is that I am not here to give people unsolicited coaching. And if I had been my own client, if I had really been in someone else's shoes, um, receiving coaching on my end, I would have had greater insight into how I was coming across aggressively rather than coming across supportive. 
And then I would have had a better way to like approach that and ask a question in a more gentle way of like, okay, if you really are asking that question, let's hold some space to actually answer it. And let's find all the things that do make you worthy of this rather than me coming at her like, yeah, who are you? Let's answer it. Let's go. Like you tell me, which did come off as like super aggressive. So that's a good example of being on both ends of it. You want to have a lot of awareness of what it feels like to be your own client and you want to have some greater awareness of what it's like to be the coach and do it in a way that serves both sides of that so it helps you step into what it feels like to receive your own coaching but it also helps you step into the leadership as the coach in this relationship with yourself you get to ask if this was someone else in my situation like your you're you're now coaching yourself from the coach's seat if someone else was in the same exact situation situation what would i say to them how would i help them what would i do to be supportive to them it calls you up into your higher wisdom it stretches your problem solving skill set and you're creating the life transformation that you would with another client but you get to do it with yourself so how do you do it there's all these benefits to being your own first client energetic benefits practical benefits you get some skills you get practical life benefits of going through the transformative process that you would guide your clients through etc there's all kinds of great things that come out of being your own coach and being your own client you get a lot more insight into what it's like to be on both ends of that. You get really comfortable giving and receiving, holding both seats. So it really calls you up into this new level of leadership. So how do you do that? If you were to just, you know, if someone just said, okay, be your own first client, what does that actually mean? How do we do this? So now we're gonna go through some, through some steps into how you can actually implement this. So the first thing to know in being your own first client is that your self-work, your self-guidance, this process of guiding yourself through your own life, being the decision maker, taking full responsibility for how your life goes, that is going to be a lifelong venture. You will never stop being your own client and you will never stop being your own coach. The reason for this is because you always get to be the authority in your own life. You always get to follow your own inner guidance, your own heart, what your intuition is calling you to do in any decision process, decision making process or any situation. So you can get used to being your own coach and your own client because you're always going to sit on either sides of those roles in your own life. So how to guide yourself as the client again go back to this question ask yourself if a client of mine was in this situation in my life what would i have them do would i have them journal with these specific prompts would i have them evaluate both options with the pros and cons for each would i have them or guide them through setting a new boundary would i help them love themselves in a new way would I help them be bold and find the courage to take that next action step? Whatever it is, imagine that you were someone else that you deeply loved and cared about and they were in your situation. And then how would you guide them through this process? 
Then the next step, so that's step one. If somebody else was in this situation, what would I have them do? Like really ask the question, how would I actually guide someone through a situation like this? Somebody else. It's really helpful to externalize your own experience because often that outside perspective is a lot more um, like you, you just have better objective perspective because you're not in the experience. You get to see the experiences from the outside. So step one is to externalize your experience as though you were someone else you were coaching. And then step two is to switch into the client role and actually follow through with your own guidance. So you have to actually implement in order to see any results of your transformation. So step one is to be the coach. How would I coach someone through this? Step two is to be the client and actually do what your coach is telling you to do. So listen to yourself. Don't be lazy about it. A million people know what they need to do in order to get into better shape, in order to get a better job, in order to make more money, in order to find that perfect partner, in order to X, Y, and Z, right? We all have the basic understanding of how to do things, but it's a matter of actually doing it. We all know if we wanna get in better shape, we've gotta get to the gym, we have to wake up earlier, put our workout clothes on, get to the gym before our day starts, or make time throughout our day, or eat cleaner and eat healthier. But how many of us actually do that? That's why we have bodybuilders and bodybuilding competition, and then 90, the rest of us are not pro athletes, right? Because we don't actually do what we know what we need to do. So think of it as a client. If you were paying yourself what you ask your clients to pay you, would you take someone's advice and then just throw it out the window? Hell no. You're paying good money to get this expertise from someone who has done what you want to do. You are getting expert opinion, expert advice from somebody who knows your life better than anyone else in the world. You getting advice from yourself and then actually following through with it is gonna put you at a higher level of operating, of high functioning than most people in the world. So don't say, oh, I know I should do this thing, or if I was someone else, I would tell them to do this thing, but then not do it, actually follow through with it. Okay, so that's step two. <coughs> Excuse me, step one, be the coach. Step two, be the client. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward when you put it that way. Then the final step, and this is going to be the most important for launching your business into the next level. This really, what I'm about to say is honestly the key to everything, how you glean the benefits and turn it into like boosting your business, turn it into actual results is by doing this next thing I'm about to say. So from here, once you've coached yourself, once you've gone through and actually followed through with the guidance that you've gotten as the client, it is your job. It is your job to document your process, your transformation and your results. What was your thought process through all of this? How did you approach this situation, this transformation? What did you do? How was it scary? How did it push you and stretch your skill set? How did you fail? How did you keep going when you failed? What did you do in the face of those challenges? What did you think? How did you feel? How did it feel when you were faced with defeat? How did you encourage yourself through that? What did you do to get yourself back up, to recalibrate, to adjust your approach, and then find the way that did work? How did you transform as a person? 
What did you learn about yourself, about others, about this kind of situation? How would you do things differently if you had to do it all over again? What are you taking with you as you move forward? What did you journal about when you were in it? Who did you contact? Who did you relate with? What kind of connections did you make? What relationships did you build? What felt scary, but you did it anyway? On and on and on, the list goes on. Reflect on your experience, document your process, your transformation, and your results. You have to document for yourself so that you can glean the most out of your transformation, right? This is how we learn from our experiences. You've got to document for, uh, to be able to replicate this process with others and guide them through a similar situation without having to make all the same mistakes that you did. So basically you're building your process for your service or your program by documenting what you did. And then you also have to show, you have to document this so you can show it off to others as a part of your marketing and your brand. If people don't see you going through it, they won't know that you've been through it. So you've got to be visible about your process. Now, one thing I want to say about this and showing up, being visible and exposing kind of the behind the scenes of the inner workings of your process, your experience, your transformation is that you still have choice in how much you share, how vulnerable you are, when you share your story. But my point is that if you don't share, people won't know. And so it's your job to document so that you can share your process. Now you can share it in a way that feels good for you, that works for you. You don't have to have your entire life, you know, under the watchful eye of social media. I don't share anything and everything in my life. And I certainly don't always share it as it's happening, but the process of documenting your experience, your transformation and results, this is how you take your life experiences and you transform it into a service that you can provide to others. If you don't know what you've done, how you did it, how you got through it, what you learned from it, what the challenges are, were, and how you moved through those challenges, how you found success, how you were able to get back up, then you're not able to support others in moving through that because you don't have the insight into what that all entails. So this is the key here of what it means to be your own client. First, be the coach of yourself, be the service provider, whatever kind of service you offer, but be on the leadership side of it. How would I address this with a client? Then be your client, actually follow through with what your guidance says, with your inner guidance system, with your coach, who is you, told you to do. You gotta follow through with it and that's how you clean the results and then document your process. Now you can document as you're going through it, you can document in hindsight, you can reflect on it, whatever, but document it so that you can share it, so that you can help others, so that you can gain insight yourself. So just like the story of me working with this coach who like bitched me out for not writing down the book title, that happened years ago. I mean, I'm gonna say six years ago now, <laughs> like it's been a while, but I still remember that because it made such an impression on me and now I'm able to share it with you. 
I shared with you how I kind of stumbled as a coach with somebody else who wasn't even soliciting my advice and I gave it to her and I did it in kind of an aggressive way. And then I got the feedback that that wasn't helpful to be so aggressive and assertive about it. And so now I've learned from that. Me sharing all of this info with you, taking you through what it means to be your own client, the benefits of being your own client and how to do it, that is me processing or i'm sorry documenting my process my transformation and results and sharing it with you so now you get to do the same so let's recap a little bit we've gotten over a lot of information so you are your own first client this is the most important relationship you're going to have with any client ever in the lifetime of your business now you might want to be a few steps ahead of your client at least or you can be a ton of steps ahead of your client and you don't have to have done the exact thing that you want to guide someone else through all you have to know is how to move them through the process of transformation so you don't have to have the exact results but all you need to know is how to help someone through that transformation you need to be really comfortable both receiving and giving in the exchange. You got to be comfortable on both ends of the giving and receiving because no matter what kind of business you have, if you're not giving and providing a service and you're not receiving through money um, or payments or purchases, then you don't have a business. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what kind of business you have, you do have both sides of that. Otherwise, it's not a business. So you've got to get comfortable on both ends of that. And by being your own client and your own coach, it helps you to know what it's like to be a client of yours so you can serve people better. And it helps you to step into your leadership and get comfortable being the coach, the guide, the mentor, the service provider. You also get the benefit of experiencing the transformation in your life from a coach who's an expert on your life. And finally, it's your job to document your process of transformation. It really helps people to get to know you and your process. So lots, lots of good benefits of being your own first client. Okay, excellent. So that's what I wanted to say about being your own client. If you have major takeaways, if you've got insights, I would love to hear your feedback on the show. Um, I wanna know what you're thinking, how this was helpful and leave a comment or DM me privately. I always love to hear when people have breakthroughs from the things we talk about. So until next time, have a great one and we'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode for the training and insight that you need to create the business and life that you want. As always, I'd love your feedback. I love to hear from you. So please find me on all the socials at Sarah Bird Coaching or leave a comment over at the blog at sarahbirdcoaching.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-B-Y-R-D coaching.com. What breakthroughs, insights, and ahas did you have from this episode? And what action are you ready to take now? And if you're ready to build and scale your soul-centered business to the next level so that you can finally reach six figures without leaving spirituality at the door, join us in the Abundant Soul Aligned Business Program. This 12-week women's business building program teaches you the systems and strategies of building a business from the ground up and we go deep into the inner work of stepping into leadership in your business and life. 
If you're ready for the clarity, confidence, and cash flow to go from start to success, you can learn more and enroll at sarahbirdcoaching.com slash ASA-biz. That's sarahbirdcoaching.com slash ASA-biz. Sending you so much love and we will see you next show.